Welcome to Tice Talks, where we discuss all things faith and family. Today's topic. What is that? What does that say? Can I? I don't want to be critical of the way you introduced this, but but um, you did. You stumbled. I did. I just. I, did. I, I don't want to point this. I don't want anybody. Uh, don't want anybody to hear this, but. You stumbled, and sure it did. was really obvious. And uh, should I, I try again? Uh, no, no, because we're already in. Well, well <laughs> it is how to respond to the critic. Oh, oh, that's what we're talking about today. That's, yes, I hope you know. Yes, <laughs> I hope you have some notes we on are this. Talking about, I that. need because I really need somebody to help me because I've just been criticized. Oh. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. All right, let's talk about that. How many points do we have today? Uh, uh, we're just going to sort of go through maybe three or four points. Okay. All right. So how to respond to a critic. Have you had a lot of critics in your life? You know, uh, You're so was... well-loved and liked all over the <laughs> yes, world. Yes. You know what? I, when I became a pastor, I really thought, this when I, I was only 22 years old, and I thought when I heard about people having fight, fighting people in churches and, and preachers being criticized, I thought, you know, that's just because they don't know how to handle people. Love they don't the really. They don't love people. They don't. They're not caring about people. And if because they're doing it all wrong, they're they're doing it wrong. And, and that's really what I thought. I actually thought to know me is to love me. <laughs> it is. And then I found out. <laughs> then I found out that not everybody would be in agreement with that statement. Mm. <laughs> so about a year and a half into our ministry, we had a gentleman. Uh, who had been a major supporter of our ministry. When your church is young and you're only running around 100 people or so. And, and, and you're so, only 23. That's right. And somebody comes in and they're giving on a regular basis uh, and really helping. You, you become appreciative of that. But I, but with that, uh, with that, there were some things that I thought that he was doing inappropriately, and so I approached him. I did not realize the response I was going to have by approaching him uh, about some things, and my approach was not the best approach, you know. So, um, again, being young and being very naive or dumb, however you want to say (laughs) that, I didn't respond to him in the right way. So I'm sitting in my office one day, and I get an eight-page letter from him. And this eight-page letter just went on and on and on about all the things that I did wrong as a pastor. And he said that I, I, all I did, all I was doing was using him as a patsy. I did not even know what a patsy was. <laughs> I did know Patsy Cline, who was a country western singer, and I, but I didn't know what a patsy was. I'd heard that term on The Untouchables, which was an old gangster TV show when I was a kid. But and I you didn't, didn't know, even have Google back then uh, to look it up. I didn't like, know, what's so I didn't a know patsy? Was. So you had but, to go home and ask mom what a patsy was. <laughs> she didn't know. So they don't talk that way out in the country. So I, 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 I looked at that and I thought, man, this just really, really uh, bothers me that this. And I and I really wanted to respond back to him in a real uh, and, and attack back. But about six months before, I had a revival group that had come through our church. And I'd met this great Christian counselor, and um, he said if I ever needed any help, let him know. And he he really helped me see some blind spots in my life, some things that that I thought uh, nobody else saw. And in fact, I didn't see them myself. Uh, he was a great 
friend because he was willing to show me areas of weakness in my life that uh, I really, uh, nobody else was willing to share with yeah. me. Uh, when I got this eight page later, I thought, wow, what am I going to do? And I thought, I'm going to call him up and find out what he should tell me, uh, what, what he would tell me to do. Now, when, he, when I'd met with him six or three to six months before that, he had put together a personal portfolio for me. Uh, it said, this portfolio prepared especially for Reverend David Tyson. He handed me this. Is this it? This is it. You're kidding. Yeah. So, That's a, this is this so, is like 45 this is years 40, old. Yeah, 43 years old. Wow. So, so he handed it to me, and he said, he said uh, so when I asked him on the phone for help, he said, David, have you read that portfolio I gave to you? And I said, uh, oh. n- no. He said, what I want you to do is I'm I want you to... I'm just out here being amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody loves right. me. Why That's do right. I need to read this? So he said, I want you to open up. I want you to open up the very first page. And he said, I just want you to read what I put what I put out down there for you. I said, oh, okay. So I opened... I, he said, then call me back after you've read it. So I opened it up. And the very first page said, steps a pastor must take when members react to his ministry. I thought, oh, that's exactly. Thank you. <laughs> so I read it, and it said, um, it said the very first thing you should do, which sounded absolutely crazy to me. It said, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Mm-hmm. So he's, the first thing you need to do is thank God for the opposition. Go to God and say thank you that this person wrote you an eight-page letter telling you about all your faults and all your weaknesses and how you've been a major offense to him. And I thought, well, it says in everything give thanks. So I said, Lord, thank you for allowing him to write this letter. And thank you, Father, for... uh, for the things that are in this letter. And then the second thing it said was try to see the complaints from their point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought, so I, the Bible tells us this in First Peter, that we're not as pastors to be overlords. We're not supposed to be to lord it over the flock, but yeah. we're to be examples. We're to be shepherds, right. uh, which is caring for the flock. When people are reacting in a negative way, it's, it might be because of their pride and it might be because they've been hurt. And, and I need to be aware of that. So, so try to see the situation from their perspective. That's the second thing to do. And then, now that was, that, those were tough, but the third thing was the killer. It said to become an example of humility. And the instruction was specifically Go to the individual and and thank him for writing the letter. For ripping you for, apart. For ripping me apart. Go to him. Um, let me just read this. It says, The first step a pastor must take towards humility is to give those who are reacting to him the benefit of the doubt that there is some valid criticism in what they are saying. He must realize that they are in a better position to see his blind spots than he is, and that even though they may be wrong in the way they distort or express what they see, 
he must purpose to confess and remove anything in his personal life or ministry which conflicts with the message of Scripture and the character of Christ. Wow. Wow, is that powerful? Yes. I thought, man. So this is where you got it, where you would tell us, where you'd say, when somebody criticizes you, look through and see what is true out of the criticism. And look and see what, what really... What am I doing that's actually true out of their criticism? This is really powerful stuff. And then he said, that, and then it says the second step towards humility is for the pastor to prayerfully and sincerely work out exactly what he will say when he meets with those who are opposing him. You're like, I have to meet with them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to actually address this. A proverb says, the preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man, or in this case a pastor, are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits, and that is the attitude. So oftentimes we react in the wrong way. What I determined to do was to go to that individual and say, thank you for writing me this letter. And so I went. His office wasn't far from us. I went to his office, and when I got into his office, I knocked on his door, and uh, he said, come in, and I, op- I opened the door, and it was me, and he was, like, defensive. He sat back in his seat and looked at me, and I said, he said, what do you want? I said, well, I said, I just wanted to ask if I could talk to you for a moment, and he said, yeah. He said, well, yeah, uh, but I, I'm busy. I said, okay, you know, it was, like, really, right. what are you doing Tense. here? You yeah. know? I just so, ripped you apart with everything I could think of. So <laughs> I said to him, I said, listen, I wanted to come in here and ask you to forgive me for being an offense to you. I said, I realize, I didn't, I didn't justify anything. I just said, I realize that I must have really hurt you. And I said, I want to thank you for taking time to come to me. It must have been a real act of love for you to come to me and show me. And you didn't say that in a passive-aggressive way. No. You didn't say, oh, that must have been a real act of love. You genuinely, sincerely went, and even though you didn't want to no. say this, no, and I you didn't. had to have the Holy Spirit, but you, pre- you had the preparations in your heart and beforehand. I, it, and it wasn't as though I was feeling good right. about him right then. Right. At that point, I was thinking, you could just leave, and I don't yeah. even see your face again. But. I wanted to please the Lord. Tensions were high. Your hands were probably shaking. Yeah. You probably, I mean, like yeah. when your adrenaline's going. Yeah. And so I said, I said, uh, I said, I, I really, I know that it took a lot for you to write this letter. I know that you have cared for our church and you've been a, uh, a benefit to our church. And I know you love our church and I know you love me, or you wouldn't have taken time to write this letter. And I want to ask you to forgive me. And I said, second thing I want to do because it goes on to say you ought to do this. So the second thing I want to do is I want to ask you if you would be willing. And I said, I'm not asking you to come back to the church or anything like that. I said, I was wondering if you'd be willing to allow my wife and I to take you and your wife out for dinner where you could sit down and maybe maybe you could make a list of other things that I'm unaware of. I said, I know. <laughs> I said, I know I've hurt you. And I don't ever want to do that to anybody else again. And if, if you could really help me to not hurt somebody else, by help, by sharing with me those things that I have done to hurt you. Would you be willing to do that? And he just sort of sat there and looked at me and he said, well, I'll have to talk to my wife. I'll have to think about that and I'll, I'll get back with you. So I said, well, thank you. And I said, I really do love you. And I really am sincerely sorry for, for what I've done. About an hour and a half later, 
I'm sitting in my office, and he comes walking in. He said, he looked at me and said, I don't know what to say to you. He said, every time I've ever decided to dissolve a relationship, he said, I've done it by writing a letter telling people how bad they were, and then I've walked away. And this is what he said. He said, when I left home when I was 16 years old, I wrote a letter to my parents, and I left my home that way. He said, when I divorced my first wife, I wrote wrote a letter like this to her, and I walked away. He said, "I've, I've walked away from places of employment this way, and he said, never has anybody responded to me like this. He said, I don't know what to do. Well, you found out it wasn't really about you. Yes. It was about something deep-seated within him. But at the, but at the same time, ago. at the same time, it you was about to, me. I yeah, needed you to needed to, Yeah, you needed to change some things yes. and learn from and him. And so, so God really used that in my life, and he used it in his life. Now, he never became—we had some doctrinal issues. Yeah. So he never— he never came back to the church, but he, we were lifelong friends. Mm. He became, went into ministry. He started a church in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. And then he, uh, uh, after being a, lead, uh, a leader in another uh, ministry. ministry, and then he moved up to Ely or Pioch or someplace up uh-huh. in northern Nevada. When he died, his son-in-law called me back, called me and said, hey, uh, he said, I I want you to know, Pastor, that Pete would want me to let you know that he loved you Aww, and that he that he's so thankful for you. And uh, I know that you'd want to know, uh, you'd want to know what that um, that he's in heaven now. And uh, I, right after we moved into the, uh, the property on our property, mm-hmm. and this would have been like ten years or eleven years before. When we moved on to this property, moved into the auditorium, I was walking through the auditorium. It was just completed, and he walked in to the back of the auditorium. He said, "He said, I just want you to know I came by here just to tell you what an amazing man of God you Aww. are and how faithful you are. And, and That's it was amazing. Just, you could yeah. have just let that be totally division yes. and never dropped it, never seen him again, nothing. Yep. Didn't you, do you ever, like, think, you know, so eight-page letter, right? right, ripping you apart. Now, as the young man that you are, as 60-something years old, <laughs> don't you look back and be like, man, I could write myself a 20-page letter <laughs> and tell my 22-year-old self, don't yes. do this, you're doing this wrong, yep. don't do this, do this wrong. Yep. I tell that to wives when they're newly married and they, you know, after a couple of years, they call and they're like, my husband, this, 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 ones that, nor- that grew up with a good dad or had a good example of what a godly man, a husband yep. or should be. And they're like, he's a good guy, but he's, and I tell them they're young, you know, just like we're young we have a lot of mistakes. They're young. They don't have the, the maturity of being saved for over four decades. That's they right. don't have the maturity or the experience, the time with God that your dad did or the godly men in your life had. So giving, <laughs> giving yourself, giving them grace. <laughs> But, but I would. I would look back and be like, you could have written. So, and that's why I think, like, Josh has done such a good job with his starting out. Josh, my brother, yeah. your son, because he took the advice that you said, don't do this. When I started at 20, I did this. Don't do this. Don't do this. And so it's amazing what time when you look. And 
when you when you listen to the older people investing in your life, it yeah. just it just makes so much things easier. It's true. Let me give you a couple things that that you don't want to do if you're ever in a situation like this. Uh, this says request the forgiveness wrong, the wrong and right response. I love this. It says wrong response, uh, doubts guilt. If I have offended you, I'd like to ask you to forgive hmm. me. No, no, you have offended them. Saying it this way implies blame. I want you to forgive me for my recent uh, for my resentment towards you. <laughs> That's not right. Uh, you're not being specific if you realize if you say I realize that some of my actions weren't what they should have been. Instead, it's God has brought me to realize how wrong I was about this. Will you please forgive me? And it's it's not ever taking responsibility for, for something, something you that didn't you didn't do. do. Mm-hmm. But the, I tell people this. When you have a conflict with somebody, even if you are 95% right, which we normally aren't, and they are only 5% and they're, and you're only 5% wrong and they're 95% wrong, you are 100% responsible for your 5%. Yeah. And so therefore... Uh, I, I need to be willing, if it's me, I need to be willing to say, hey, I want to ask forgiveness for what I have done wrong yeah. and leave the others to, to the Lord. By the way, don't expect, don't expect, when you ask somebody else to forgive you, don't expect that they're going to reciprocate. Hmm. Um, a friend of mine years ago said that the foundation of gratitude is the expectation of nothing. And I like that yeah. saying. Uh, so I'm going to, I want to, Go doing what's right because why did I do this? I did this number one because I wanted to be right with God. I wanted to be right with my friend, but I wanted to make sure I was doing what God wanted me to do because more than anything in the world, I want God's blessing. It's like kids, Lincoln. I had them apologize the other day for something, and so he says, "Okay, will you please forgive me for whatever I was wrong? I'm sorry." And then he looked at Felicity and said. Okay, now it's your turn. <laughs> and that's it's that's exactly what we do as adults because yeah. we have not figured it out as children <laughs> that we need to just genuinely worry about our part. Yeah. Our part of asking for forgiveness, our part of cuz you've been hurt too. Like yeah. he was hurt too by Felicity. He was now it's her turn. She better do her her part, but that's not what it's about. No, it's, it's what all, we can do. It's all about making sure that I'm right with the Lord yeah. and that I and that that uh, that per- other person has an opportunity to see the love of Christ in me. Wow, so, that's so good. Good stuff. And uh, uh, it really helped me in a major time of crisis. And it's been something that uh, we've been trying to practice for the last 43 years since we've... Since, since, since you got the book. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really cool I'm, I'm book. Ho- hopefully I'm going to get We're gonna to go the through a lot few of more pages. Stuff. That's so okay. good. Wow, you guys, there's some really good stuff in here. You're going to love the future Tice Talks that we're going to be having. So thank you, Dad. This is helpful to me personally. And we hope that you enjoyed this. Remember, this is Tice Talks. And it's more than a conversation. <laughs>